Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, the number one fuck boy, Johnny G. Joining me as always in the High and Mighty studios is my nearly silent co-host, Arthur Gabers. Arthur, give him a shout out. Holler. Yamming on that fucking Nylabone. Also, he's got the Nylabone <laughs> dug so deep it's into my dick. I want to say it really is phallic. Like you, you have your legs crossed. The Nylabone is sticking straight up, and Artie's just grapefruiting <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, that voice you heard is writer, comedian, podcaster, and. Newly LA, oh, I guess you've been for a while, but now you're outward a little more about your local yeah. politics, your local issue, kind of. Yeah. You're my go to guy for LA information. That's so sad. You and Trevor Noah is where I get all my info from. <laughs> Guys, that's Hayes Davenport in the studio. Uh, hi, John. Uh, Hayes Davenport is one of my favorite <laughs> names to say. I don't like to say just Hayes. I uh, I still don't like it. I, I, I use a fake name uh, in the service industry. I say Jeff. <laughs> oh, yeah. You don't want to say my name. That's fair. Yeah. I say Gabe. Oh, really? Instead I, of John? Yeah, because when I say John, there's always like you don't two like, guys go up to get the coffee. Yeah, you know sure, what I mean? So right. I'm like, okay. there's less Gabes. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Uh, my name is a whole nother issue. I have introducing myself is something i've something i've still yet to figure out because you, know? you don't know whether to say you are gabrus right because like the situation that always makes sense is if three people are my friends and a fourth person shows yeah. up that's when i say hey i'm gabrus sure because they would already be calling me that but then when i like show up on set <laughs> i'm like hi hey, I'm up, John, and i go hi i'm john gabrus and oh, right. i go hi i'm gabrus and they're like "Ooh, what kind of name is that and i'm like oh fuck yeah <laughs> now i'm the actor who pretends he's more ethnic than he is right <laughs> now i'm fucking leslie You're conning like a myself Slovenian guy or something <laughs> it's <Gabrush>. me gabrus <laughs> please book me pilot season <laughs> the most offensive that that would be a character that would dupe fucking republicans on uh, who is america yes <laughs> it's me gabrush a real person yeah something that's only like five percent different from borat <laughs> i know it's 
it's so funny. But they still fall for it. I just watched the show the whole time going, how do they not? How? Look at his fucking forehead. Yeah, the Israeli guy voice is the same voice <laughs> as, as the Borat voice. <laughs> It looks crazy. We talk about it all the time that it's just another head on top of his head. It's so it's big. It's like 300% bigger is than Is that where his head. mic pack is or something? Because it's like yeah. so fucking big. Yeah. And you you can also, and in that kind of makeup, you have to emote so much more. Yeah. Just to look even like, half like normal. Eye. He's yes. like dead from the nose up. Because the yeah. face can't move. So b- behind the eyes, he has to be like doing these crazy faces and stuff <laughs> just fucking- to make the makeup move. <laughs> People are fucking crazy. <laughs> the show is not as good as the tweet that goes out the week of the show. That's my hot take on who is that's, America. That's most of what I've seen of it. <laughs> right. Of you watch a tweet and you're like, this is wild. Someone quote tweeting it and just saying like, oh my God. And then you watch like a four minute clip and you're like, holy shit, this is amazing. But and then you watch the, the other best, 28 minutes and that's it's sort the best of, part of the show. similar. Yeah, Which sucks for them because normally that would be fine. If you were to watch the entire show and yeah. there would be like four minutes of it, that's great. That's a high, that's a high hit that's, rate. Yes, that's a great show. But now... Now you just watching it on Twitter yeah. has made the experience of watching the whole thing. Because anything worthless. that happens when you're watching it that isn't as good as that, you're like, well, I'm waiting for that part. Then when that part comes, you go, I saw that part already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's bummer. a bummer. Mm-hmm. That's the major issue I was talking about. When I was talking about local LA issues. It's mostly Hollywood development. <laughs> Here's another local issue I have. What's up with fucking Burbank? Huh? How far away? No, uh, I, LA stuff and like uh, city plan. I like. I find all this stuff is like very depressing, but in a lot of ways less depressing than what's going on in our careers <laughs> like in, 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 like <laughs> it, the tv and like comedy industry right and, so. and maybe less depressing than global uh, like or nat- nation, yeah, national so. politics it feels like you can at least do more that's, about it that's what i really like this is where a lot of this this uh podcast episode it, oh guys hayes has been on before this is a return if you want this will be the second episode in a row uh, with you where yeah. you are informed on something and i'm just excited to talk to you about it we talk newspaper comics and i I knew right. like four. <laughs> That's right. We hit a wall pretty quickly <laughs> on that. Um, and again, we're we're doing that again. But you're the one who I saw a tweet one time a while back, and it like lit me lit me up a little bit. Where you said something that makes can make the fucking impending doom of the path America's on yeah. that can make it feel more manageable is to shrink it down to your local like what change can you make right. on a local level that improves other people's lives and uh, and society that was a day Anthony Kennedy got uh, said that he was retiring from the Supreme Court oh, and everyone right. was just like we're fucked <laughs> but that morning I had gone to this meeting with like my local county supervisor about getting a uh, like an access center for homeless people in the neighborhood and walked out of the meeting saw my phone that had like the update about it but i felt like sort of insulated from that because i'd been like involved in like this local thing that right. felt like the ball was moving on that a little bit so i don't know it just makes you feel a little less well that, like, helpless p- progress is a like it's a little bit more than just uh phone banking or donating yeah. if you if you go local you can like voice your opinion yeah, to people sure. you can hear other people's opinions you can be opened up to new ideas easier yes because it's like it's right there for you to go see yeah and, you, and it you, you call your senator you. totally you call your senator and some poor kid answers the phone and it's just like hello and you're and like just, just <laughs> release the kavanaugh papers <laughs> <Yes>. goodbye <laughs> they've just been hearing this all day long they're so tired they're like your senator probably already agrees with you but yeah. you 
you call like your local city council person or whatever, there's a chance they'll answer the phone. Yeah. You're like, hello? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just shocked that the phone is, <laughs> is ringing at all. Hello? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is your city. Sorry. I'm in the middle of a coffee. I'm like a barista as well. So just <laughs> let me call you back in five. <laughs> yeah. And you can recommend something to them. And they're like, oh, yeah. I never really considered that. <laughs> right. That sounds great. Because they don't have teams of like, they don't have... Special interest groups pushing on. I mean, I'm sure there is. They on a do smaller have some. Scale. It's just a smaller scale. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Everything's smaller. So we're, we want to talk about L.A. housing in particular because yeah. it sort of encompasses and it's one of those like looking at it on the micro is sort of you can see it. Uh, spread across all of America like yeah I mean I think every city is a little different in terms of what's going on in its housing situation but what's happening in LA applies to most like major job centers and right. I mean like growing city is kind of going through this same thing yeah so you have like LA San Francisco New York housing is like incredibly expensive way too expensive in all those places like that's the mm-hmm. all people talk about it's like the yep. go-to bit is uh, more so than traffic, I think now. Yeah, like the go-to LA bit is any like, like car share driver that's going to come up at yeah, some point. This house is one point. Well, like I live in West Hollywood, and yeah. I thought I could afford. Like I moved here only six years ago. Yeah, and my rental apartments around me in the same building have gone up so much. But I have like that weird thing where they can only do a small percentage each year because I'm not moving or whatever. Yeah, like, I don't. There's like slight rent control or something. Sure, and saving my life, but. I'm like, me and my wife make great money. Yeah, <laughs> like, isn't it crazy? You and Tiff, double income. Yeah, no kids. No kids. Double Ac- inc- action boys doing great. I'm watching that number go up all the time. You think? Oh, don't just get into this whole show me the number. <laughs> <laughs> just about anywhere else, you would think that you guys would be top of the list to be just like walk into basically any yeah you normal size forty percent down on a house. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Um. The sh- the thing that really opened my eyes was <laughs> one of the things that show Fixer Upper with Chip yeah. and Joe gains oh my god it takes place in waco texas and oh. they're like okay so your first option is this seven bedroom four acre property on a lake it's three hundred and nineteen thousand dollars yes. <laughs> like wait what dude yeah, yeah. so uh, i listened to this great housing podcast it was, uh, about california called gimme shelter and they talked about a story recently you know jordy nelson uh the the used to used to be wide receiver for the packers and now he's a wide receiver in oakland uh, and he sold his like seven bedroom mansion in Green Bay for like three hundred fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> and now has moved to Oakland, where that will get you like a house, a one- that, like a, a shack that burned down. Yeah, you, that's that's the down, like three hundred fifty thousand dollars is like a down payment yes, on a that four goes bedroom. nowhere. Yeah, it would be yeah. cheaper for him to commute. From, from Green Bay, Green Bay. Right. he probably has good miles. Yeah, which people do in San Francisco. Uh, they're hiring people out of like Texas and places like that now, and they're saying you work two days a week, we'll fly you in and out. Way cheaper than trying to buy property there. But places like Austin, Portland, Seattle are they're all like going through com- this more as they're all as they're them, growing. All the cities on their glow up. Yes. are and Vegas has a huge problem now. Really? Because I thought yeah, for a while Vegas had like shortage. over like too many homes were like it's empty the f- it's the fastest growing like large county in the country oh wow. and a lot of that is la overflow so the biggest three are vegas uh phoenix maricopa county and um riverside and is that all because la overflow it's not all of it but, but it is those it, are three cities close to it's LA. a big yeah. part of it yeah Jesus. The, the, the city's close to la where they are actually doing a lot of of building oh, so wow. so people just showed up and overran it damn yeah like and 
the main, th- the other thing that triggered this conversation was some piece of information I gained from you about the whole thing that every apart new apartment that's built is required to have a parking space. One or- and a half parking spaces per uh, unit. Oh, yes. wow, I didn't even know it's that. So, yeah. so imag- like for the listener, imagine that just adds to the square footage that an apartment is yes. in price-wise. And that's first floor uh, real, real estate, estate. Yeah, for be- parking, which is more expensive. Uh, it's like 800 extra square feet. At, like, that you're paying pl- for, but not living in. Yes, that you're not living in. So it. for the car list, be- and because how are we still in, and you talk about this on, on your podcast, the LA podcast. Yeah. How are we still so car contingent? Like, yeah, th- th- doesn't everyone talk about how much it sucks to drive anywhere in LA? I know, and <laughs> as, like you have like your situation here. You mostly work out of this room, right? You can walk to everything, yes, like right around you. The scooters are showing up, so anything that's like a mile away, you could take Scoot one to. of those. <laughs> yeah, uh, but still. Like if people, you know, I'm dealing with this this morning, I talked to uh, an extended family member who I won't name, who owns property in Silver Lake, lives out of town, but owns property in Silver Lake. Uh, he's coming into town this week because they're having a meet. They're having a meeting about a new building that's going up on the street uh, in Silver Lake, in Silver Lake. All the local res- homeowners are having a meeting to try and fight this project, get make it smaller. It's, it's three stories right now. They want to make it two. They wanted to have more of a setback. So it's not like right up against the street uh, and to add more parking spaces. And that happens with every project in the city, uh, local neighborhood associations, like uh, everyone who lives around a project. They, they don't want things coming in because yeah. they, th- they assume more apartments means more people, means yep. more traffic, more cars, more blah. Like. Yes. It's crazy how much like people, are, you know, you talk about like xenophobia and not wanting like poor people who live in apartments into your neighborhood. But I think mo- like that is part of it. That is but, part of it. But it, LA has like that slight tweak that even the rich people only live in three bedroom houses. You know what I mean? Yes, like you can, right. you, if you make six figures a year, you, uh, yeah. you still live in like a two or three bedroom. Totally. House. And I think yeah. a lot of it is just like longer lines at the grocery store. Right. Like that's what what people are kind of freaked out about. So the the single family thing is really important in LA obviously. 80% of LA city is zoned for single family homes. Uh so the vast majority of the city is just like you were saying, like just a house. Right. Uh and places like this that you live in, which how many units? There's a 10 unit 10 apartment. units yeah. are in most neighborhoods illegal to build anymore. Uh, so probably in this neighborhood, if this place got torn down, you probably couldn't build an equally sized oh, unit I wonder, because in th- its place. There's something going in a little further down the street that is a huge double lot. It's like yeah. both sides, like the front and back, like, and they took it all out and they're and they're excavating deep. And I'm like, are they putting in an apartment building? Because that doesn't sound right. Because everything that goes up in my neighborhood and and. I, most, a lot of neighborhoods yeah. are those like filled to the brim McMansions where they don't, yes. where, I guess for people who don't want yards. Uh-huh. Um, and or they just want more square footage for the lot. Yeah. For, for It's got to be for like to hold on to to sell again, right? Because like yeah. wh- no one wants to live in a place that's 5,000 square feet if you have no yard and your like kitchen window is a, a foot from your neighbor's house. Right. Like I don't understand how people want to live like that. Yeah. Except that on paper it looks fucking cool as hell to say I have a... 4,000 square foot house or whatever. Sure. Yeah, but then you go there and you're like, you don't have a pool? You don't have like a yard? You don't have a place for a dog to go? Like, what right. the fuck? I mean, and that is considered in LA, 
like kind of what everyone should have. I mean, that was kind of like the like the idea of LA in the first place is that everyone could move here and get their little lot. You get yeah. your house, you get your yard, you get your pool, the whole thing. But at the same time, second biggest city in America, major metropolitan like job center. Should we be thinking of ourselves as a little more like New York? Right. Where, you know, like privacy should just not be something we are thinking about so much. Like everyone th- like talks about, oh, like this person can see into my window. Yeah. Or is that, like the, a big is that city life? Yeah. Quote, is unquote, it just city living life. in a city? When yeah. you're in New-, New York, like everyone's just naked, uh, look at each other naked <laughs> all the time. I couldn't believe when I was living there last year. I could see out I had like a picture window. And you window. had not lived there previously, right? No. Except for like work. Just like stuff. little, yeah, yeah. Uh, little work things. How long were you there for? Like a total about two years. W- what neighborhood? Of like seven different ones oh, because it, it's so expensive there that any time we had like a Thanksgiving or Christmas holiday, I didn't want to pay rent over that break. Oh. So I would just move out and find a new <laughs> place when I went back. So I was in Fort Greene, the East Village, uh, Clinton Hill, like right around Penn Station for a while, Oof. Tribeca for a little bit, wow. the West Village, uh, Greenpoint, and like Greenberg, uh, Greenpoint, Williamsburg. Border, oh, awesome. So you all over the place actively seeking out different neighborhoods or it was just sort of just like kind of whatever you're just so happy to get whatever <laughs> comes up friends places become available yeah, how, stuff like that i thought it was crazy when we first moved to la when we came to look at the apartments i was like had two thousand dollars cash in my pocket yeah. like ready to because ju- in new york it's like do you like this apartment you're like yeah they're like do you have first last in security you're like yeah how much is that they're like 5400 or whatever it comes to you you're like uh-huh they're like yeah i'll yeah. take it <laughs> you're like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, we're, I got five more people that want to see it today. Do you want this apartment? Sure. Tell me right now. Right. When we came to LA and I was like trying to shoot, put cash in the woman's hand. She's like, just write me a check. The apartment's yours. I'm like, you're not showing it to anyone else. I'm like panicked. And she's right. like, no, no, it's not how it is. But I, has that changed in the yes, last few years? It has. Yeah. Uh, now you submit an application. Uh, when did you move here? Like 2010? Yeah, probably 2011. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I think it's much more common now for them to evaluate, like you're buying a house, right. for them to uh, like evaluate a bunch of different applicants uh, based on who knows what, like, like really disgusting criteria. Like I'm sure th- this is when like, race really comes into yeah, play race, i'm sure like they want to say it's about money to make sure you can cover yes. month to month but uh the, the i i learned that and i don't know how it is for same sex couples but being a couple yeah. is like everyone is like they want to rent to couples because it's like yes. they're not going to throw po- oh you're you're in your 30s yeah. and you make money and you're both uh, married there's going to be no yeah. people coming in and out you know yes and they have no idea that I'm hosting a podcast smoking weed sure. and having dinner parties all the time here but they think I'm going to be like this dream tenant and then if you're married it's less likely to them that you guys will break up and have right. to like move out yes. whatever it we is. have dual we have our double income together yes. so it's like everyone floats each other so this place is is rent controlled i uh, yes right i yeah. think so. yeah the one bedrooms in this building now cost now i've been listed on west side rentals for more than i pay for this two bedroom two bath wow yeah i totally believe that. and the two Since bedrooms like two baths like the one right sure. above us that is the exact same layout is yeah. going for leaving real numbers out of it is going for 40 percent more yeah. than this and meanwhile <laughs> those are the places that you i mean you would if you moved you would want to move to a two-bedroom right and yeah. those are that's even more i can't like i don't even know how reach and like the thing we want to buy a house next and yeah. and we can't even like explain to our parents 
who are just like, <laughs> you're throwing yes. money away at rent. I'm like, it's one point f- to get what we have, a two yeah. bedroom, one and a half bath condo in this neighborhood right. would be $1.1 million yes. minimum. Yeah. Which is insane. Yeah. And that, and even that is like a luxury problem compared to people that like get a job here right, and, and then now it, want to like move into the city. God to, help them if they want to bring a family or something yes. like that. Yeah. Like you live anywhere in California or you graduate college somewhere, you get a job in LA. I can't, I feel awful for, I mean, I lived in a fucking, uh, you had to climb a ladder up five feet and then into a treehouse yeah. uh, bedroom where I couldn't stand up. I didn't have any furniture. I had a bed on the floor and two bars with all my clothes hanging yeah. on it. That's where I lived in Williamsburg, but that was $700 yeah. like a month. Like Don't Think Twice. It's straight out of the movie Don't Think Twice. <laughs> yeah. The, honestly, the most accurate uh, pr- <laughs> depiction of improv of comedy. Life. Yeah. It's like <laughs> when you're in your late 30s, you all are in an improv, to get, improv group together and yeah. all taking turns <laughs> being jealous with one another. The whole movie takes you out of yeah. it when you're like, wait, how old are all these people? <laughs> Why are they still like this? They, both, they all, they all seem at, like grown like Comfortably in their 40s. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, why are you stressed about that? Aren't you yeah. an adult? <laughs> but yeah, I. Uh, so you're stuck. You are right. stuck here. I'm stuck. And 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 this is a this is a champagne problem. I'm stuck yes. having an apartment that I can afford. Yes. God help. Like a lot of people don't even have that. Like, right. But we're adding jobs here all the time. So here's what people do. They move to, we, we had a, we've had a decision in LA over whether to build up or out. And we always go out. Yeah. We go out. That's to, what they call like the spread or whatever. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Sprawl. We go Sprawl. to, uh, <laughs> we go to Riverside. That's what they call the, the gate. spread. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> the schmear. <Yeah. laughs> uh like Riverside, San Bernardino, even people commute like yeah. three or four hours a day total uh to work downtown. Uh way out in the valley. We've just gone farther and farther out because as soon as people are entrenched in a neighborhood for a while, West Hollywood is a great example. Uh West Hollywood uh was never part of LA City was always like its own kind of unincorporated area then it became a city in like 1984 uh it was like the wild west kind of it's where all the like saloons and casinos really and like nightclubs <laughs> were that's the sunset strip that's how it right, that's like, how it has that vibe started stuff. up yeah. in like the late 1800s it was uh-huh. always like that uh but now it's kind of a na- like a bedroom like neighborhood community but still has a lot of jobs and you feel like it's kind of growing but guess how much the population in like 1990 was like 35,500 or something in West, in West Hollywood. Hollywood. Yeah. Yes. Guess how much it has grown since 1990 in uh, like to like the 2010 census. I have no idea. It shrank. Less people live a here. A thousand less people. How is that even possible? They like the process we were talking about. Right. Uh, apartment to- buildings get got torn down and replaced with single family homes. This uh. is a process called downzoning. Uh, and it happened all over the city. Every time I go on a podcast and talk about housing, I talk about this. In 1960, L.A. was zoned for 10 million people. That would fill up L.A. according to the zoning. 10 million people. Right. And now it is zoned for 4 million people. Wow. Because we're losing everywhere. any apartment. Because there is no, like, skyscraper apartments going. Like, I, I mean, I'm unfamiliar with downtown development, but I know yeah. some of my friends live downtown in what seem like the bigger New York style apartments sure. and stuff like that. But... There isn't that anymore. No. There's not. I mean, there. 
there's barely ever like a four floor apartment that you see anywhere yes. around and here. You, yeah, because you don't even need the skyscrapers. If we just filled up most of like the main drags of LA with right. these four story apartments, we'd have way more housing stock yes. than we do. And that's because supply demand if we yes. have less apartments all the prices go up yeah. and it's harder for people to live here which leads to something that is more and more in the news and more and more using West Hollywood as an example the homeless people have yeah. in the last 6 years of me living here and I, I lived in New York City for 10 years the homeless people have exponentially increased right and that's so depressing because like uh, like evictions are more and more common now right. when rent is going up as much as it is you can make a lot more especially in a rent controlled place by finding a way to evict your tenants right. uh, and replacing them with like some like white millennial who's moving in from out of town right uh, probably the person who had this apartment before you is like, <laughs> living street. outside of it right now <laughs> oh, that bus uh, that's I feel like. I have gone through like such a wave with my over the last 15 years since graduating college of how I feel about homeless people like scared at first then oh, sure. like ignored for four years in New York except with the occasional throw a buck to somebody yes. and then like to LA being annoyed almost or like a little nervous where I'm like oh god now there's a fucking shopping cart and like 40 fucking things out yeah. right outside my front window my kitchen window this is so stressful oh a dude's sleeping in my parking spot i gotta like tell him that he has to move because my wife's coming home from work or whatever yeah. and i'm annoyed and then i flipped from annoyed to like this is not how this shouldn't happen to people yeah there's so well, many more we, now and i can't do anything about it oh at least i feel like i can't do anything about right. it personally so then i'm like what the fuck is going on like how are we letting f people will go like a homeless person will be laying on the street with a fucking pit bull yeah and they would be like Oh my God, that poor pitbull seems so hot. <laughs> I'm like, yes, are feels you so sorry for the dogs? People yes. are like, adopt, don't shop. It's like, what right. about human <laughs> beings, dude? It's yeah. like, oh yeah, this motherfucker. Uh, someone's hoarding ferrets. Well, you know what a monster. You know, like people sure, are on the that fucking just street. Any dude. kind of like company while they're on the street. I yeah, know. and that could be that's somebody's relative. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. yeah, and that's like humanizing uh these people for everyone it's like it's easy to start uh, as prices go up it's easy to imagine like i like i always use the example like i think i'm pretty smart i'm pretty tech savvy but i've almost gotten my identity stolen oh, i've sure. fallen for weird phishing scams on the phone and all i think about is like uh, people who don't speak English as their first language, older people, people who have mental health issues, who don't have family to, to keep, like, keep an eye on them. Yes, exactly. All I think about is if, God forbid, we lost everything, like I, my mom or my in laws can lend us money or, right. you know, I, I've, uh, well, uh, friends that I can reach out sure. to. Sure. Yeah, hey, yeah. you got Oh, of oh course. by the way, can, yes. <laughs> can you spot me? You've built a very safe <laughs> life for yourself. Right. I think and lots of people are just ready to bail you out. <laughs> a lot of people would be excited have filed to some money away. Way, just to How's everyone's Gabrus savings account? Yes. I want everyone to open up an immigrant direct Gabrus savings account. You just got to keep like twenty five dollars in it. I'll reach out to like, well, yeah, it'll be like it's my already own. in a fund. It's already kind of growing. Yeah, you already forget bit. about it. Set it and forget yes. it. Yes, uh, and then I realize like that's so much more possible to happen to so many more people now. Yeah, because there's like no answer. And yes, traditionally it's it's also tied to. Uh, drugs and or mental health yeah. issues which are 
also things that we can do something about. Yes, As, things that we I should mean, be able know, to help I, people get out of instead of exactly, it just being a permanent situation. Things that you. not only we should be able to, but we should be actively seeking out doing for people. Like if right. people who have mental health issues, we should say, we gotta help them. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but, we, but also we're, as a country, we're... We can't even help people who have health issues necessarily. <laughs> like, right. Who have like, sure. hey, look, this is a th- visible thing wrong with my arm. And they're like, hey, that's going to cost you $150,000. Right, because our healthcare system is so expensive. But a big reason why it's so expensive is because we are taking care of so many uninsured people. I was reading today, uh, Medi-Cal, uh, 50% of Medi-Cal expenditures, which is like Medicaid in California, yeah. uh, go to 1% of... The population that signed up for Medi-Cal, oh. which is like mo- mo- a lot of people who are homeless in and out of the emergency room like with a sorted, once a it, week. Yeah. With all kinds of chronic illnesses, drug problems, stuff like that. Right. And, and since we we're not doing anything preventative. We don't treat the problem. We only treat when it becomes like an emergency room crisis. It costs us so much money. Oh. Yeah. So that's and- like we would have more for everyone else. Uh, if we if were we more help, effective about how we treat the people, a little that are bit on of prevent. I mean, that's like the big hipstery uh, hip, uh, push in medicine. Anyway, is like yeah. preventative healthcare yes. is like yeah. something that we don't even, no one even yeah. talks about. And yeah. housing is a version of that. So it's so much more expensive for us to keep people on the street constantly getting arrested and going to the hospital than it would to build a housing unit for every single person that is currently homeless. Right. We'd the, be the, saving money the by The price, doing that. if we all have to, if we're all chipping in to pay for the police, the jail, the uh, this, the the shelter, the yeah. uh, hospital, the uh, the drive, the this, the that, if we have to pay for all that, if you just look at that amount of money next to the amount of money that it would cost to ho- uh, give all these people homes, yeah. it, the number is at it least It would save similar. a ton of money. Save, save yes. a ton of money, yeah. So the only way to get people off the street now is to build what's called permanent supportive housing, uh, which is not something that every person who's homeless needs, but a lot of them do, because they have mental health, health issues or, or addiction problems or stuff like that. So is that sort of like a home where you, there's also some caretakers? There's services there, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's more like a, like communal. Right. You know, it's not like you live in bunks or whatever. Right, but, but it's like a. Is that like what a halfway house is, sort of, or is like that's not even a real thing anymore, is it? No, like, it is. It, yeah. it is a real thing. Most of them are like centered around Skid Row and stuff, but that's designed to like process you out. And a lot of these are just like kind of permanent care places uh, uh, for for people who. I mean, eventually, if you have a drug problem or something, you can get sober, make your way out of it, right? Um, but you don't have to. Really, yeah. I mean, you can get sober, but like if you have like a mental health thing, you can just stay there. Um, and, and that's 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 the answer. That's what we yes. need to be building. Yeah, and that's right? partially funded by people's uh, benefits that they're already getting. So all of their benefit, like thirty percent of their benefits or whatever, go towards the cost of uh, of this apartment. And so it's not like free for the people that are living there. Right, right, right. Like it does come out of their, yeah. their like federal or like whatever, a, whatever they're given or owed or yes. deserve they, yes. a chunk of it is taken for them to have that this right. housing what yes. was it called again permanent what permanent supportive housing permanent supportive and so housing. this is a big push we uh we voted on a budget measure to like get a lot of money set aside for this kind of housing last year uh and it is very hard to build it's way easier to appropriate money for this stuff than it is to put up this housing right because that's when you start getting involved with uh all like all the stuff we've been talking about. No anywhere, people anywhere are, you put it, you, you think an apartment building is. I can crazy. only Im- yeah. I can only imagine housing. if you tried to tell my 
Like I, going back to like, if you told my family growing up, my oh, aunts God. and uncles, that a black person was going to live within a mile of them, they would talk yes. about how the neighborhood is going to shit. Yeah. No less if you tell them they're opening up a permanent supportive housing for homeless people yes. block away. You know, oh, people shit a fucking brick. Yes. And so in neighborhoods like this, West Hollywood, they, w- they wouldn't even try. The county would not try. Meanwhile, I heard, speaking of here. West Hollywood, uh, I, I recently heard that there's like 40 applications to open up cannabis lounges. Like, <laughs> like now, because West Hollywood has... Has like a slightly different marijuana consumption law than Los yeah. Angeles County, so they're going to maybe be able to open up restaurants that serve uh, sure uh, infused food and places that you can uh, imbibe in. Yes. and I'm like, maybe how about ten of those <laughs> and ten places for people who don't have homes to live in? Like, yeah, like <laughs> and, and that well, part of the idea was that they could use weed money, weed tax money, right? Because that's the thing for like, these like public services, which is like but. what happened big time in Colorado is they were able yeah. to really support public schools and stuff like that. Yes, uh, because they had an influx of millions of dollars of tax money coming yep. from legal weed. Yep. So anyway, permit supportive housing is the way to get people off the street. The big the fight now is over how to stop people from getting getting becoming homeless. And a huge part of that is like, how do we reduce rent in the city? And there are a few different schools of thought on this that are kind of like at war right now. Football season's coming up, which for me means time to really dive in and learn about the teams, not only to support my guys, the Giants, but also to find out who to bet on. And when I'm going to do my betting, uh, I don't know who's going to win. But I think if you know you want to bet, I think you got to check out my bookie. Uh, look, it's here's the thing they like to say, and I and this is a great sentence, and I, I fully agree with it. Who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. I've bet with all different companies that make it difficult to get the money out, to get the money in, da 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 da, offshore this that. But look. My bookie is legit. You've heard about them on Bill Simmons' podcast. That's why you got to check it out. If you win, they actually pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business. And for your fantasy players out there, you can even bet the over-under on how many fantasy points a player will score each game. That's a little too complicated today. So do yourself a favor and lay down some cash and win big today. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use promo code MIGHTY to activate that offer. So that's visit my bookie online. That's M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use promo code MIGHTY when creating your account to claim the bonus. You play, you win, you get paid. Guys, we're talking about HelloFresh. It's a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes. You don't have to do any of the work. You could choose from classic, veggie, and family. Um, I, oh, You know me. I always say I choose family, and even though there's only two of us living here, I get to eat way more. Um, there's a... It's really... It's really simple, guys. Like As you know, you've been listening to this podcast for a long time. I'm not a bright man. I'm not a skilled man. But when it comes to cooking with HelloFresh, I can actually do it. My wife comes home and I'm like, yo, check it out. Here are some, uh, you know, uh, chicken, Southwest chicken tacos. Whoa, not bad, not bad. Like, I could do that on my own, which makes me feel great. You can... and. The other thing about it is I know what I'm going to eat for dinner that night. There's no like shopping around on apps trying to figure it out. No going back and forth about should we do this? Should we do this? I have my options and I'm, I get excited for it. I'm like, ooh, tonight we should make the burgers because we're going to be watching X on television, you know? Uh, the 
Um, all the ingredients come pre-measured in handy labeled meal kits. So it, it it's really idiot proof. Like you just open the bag, pick, take the protein out and you know, you got like 30 minutes later, you have a fully nice meal with like several different, uh, with a couple of sides and it looks professional. There's a lot of one pot recipes too. So it's speedy and minimal cleanup. Here's the thing. If you are a subscriber, you get like out of the recipe rut, you don't have to worry about like choosing what you're going to eat. You spend less time uh, and less money meal planning and grocery shopping, and you get delicious filling meals delivered right to your door for less than $10 per serving. And there's free shipping. So do yourself a favor. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know about you guys, but it's very much helping me eat healthy is cooking my own meals. It's It's been great. And my wife is like excited to see me doing all this in, in, interesting new stuff, <laughs> especially with the Southwest tacos I just made. They were fire and she really likes flour tortillas and they came with flour tortillas. For a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com slash Mighty60 and enter Mighty60 at checkout. For a total of $60 off, that's 20 bucks off of your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com slash Mighty60 and enter Mighty60 at checkout. The, the old answer to like if a homeless person or a person down on their luck was like, get a job. Yeah. And then your whole life can turn around. You can get a job in L.A. and still not be able to have an apartment. Like sure. still not be able to get a to have enough money. Like you can work full time and not have enough money to oh, afford absolutely. to live here. Tons of the people I do like homeless outreach stuff and so many of them have jobs, whether it's like samples at Costco or tons of car share drivers are homeless like they live more yeah. or less oh, something yeah. like i don't want to get the number wrong but it's close to 20 percent of like la community college students are homeless tons of la usd kids uh Damn. go like sleep in shelters because you know if you have if you sleep in a shelter you're still homeless and right. we don't have a huge shelter program here anyway so how do you stop the flow so you're not just constantly waiting for people to fall onto the street and then building a new unit for them it costs like four hundred thousand dollars a unit now right so it's just not sustainable so how do you keep people from falling into homelessness the fight is so supply and like like a lack of supply i did think get us into this problem there's a debate over whether just building new units is enough to get us out right because a lot could still just mean every millennial that wants to work in entertainment or move to this city will just could fill those apartments most of the units have been like on the luxury side expensive condos stuff like that it still is not really economically feasible for a developer to build affordable housing so you need some kind of subsidy to to let that happen right we need the government to be like look if you do do if you do low-income housing we're uh, or like you know small units that are more affordable or whatever we'll throw you some money yes. to, uh, for doing that right yeah okay uh the other school that's less about building are people that focus on the rent side and just say rent control have the government come in expand rent control all over the city because right now, the state law is that you can't do that. You can't add rent control buildings. There was a law passed in 1995 called Costa Hawkins. A lot of people are talking about this now because it's up for repeal um, on the 2018 Does this ballot. have a number or something? Like, it's is it called Prop 10. Prop 10, okay. Yes. And in LA, that's buildings before uh, built before 1979 are rent controlled. Oh. So that means we're losing stock 
all the time. Anytime an old building comes down and a new one comes that's up, te- that's if it's an apartment building, that's six rent control apartments. That's gone. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. So it's and just getting just lower whatever, and lower. They can put whatever they want in, whether it's one big unit, two units that they can charge whatever they want for. Yes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, and every time people move, it refreshes anyway. So people are saying we got to expand uh, the number of units that are rent controlled, but that doesn't help anyone who wants to move into. The city. Right, then they can maintain, they can stay in there. Okay. Yeah. And there, there's also something to be said for people who have a little bit of money. Yeah. Getting it, uh, who can afford their apartment. It, getting their apartment to be rent controlled means maybe they're be able to save. Maybe they're able to buy. Maybe yeah. they're able to spend more in the city, spend more in the. Uh, sure. And like be, you know, be here longer, yeah. be a bigger part of the city. Right. Absolutely. So it's going to be some combination of new units, new supply. Uh, and uh, tenant protections, which is like rent control. Yeah, I people. A lot of people are, c- are concerned about building going up in like low income neighborhoods can raise the like median rent in that neighborhood. Yeah. If you built like luxury apartments in like right. Boyle Heights, Boyle Heights is uh, engaging in like basically a guerrilla warfare campaign to stop market rate units, what they're called when they're not uh, not, not controlled, not affordable. Yeah. Uh, from going into Boyle Heights, like meaning when like cafes putting going, up the one million dollar apartment, or do you mean businesses as both, well? Both. Oh, uh, so okay. they'll they'll protest uh, developers. They're trying to build new units. If you start a cafe there, your window is going to be smashed uh, instantly. Interesting, because they see it as a threat to them All being them able to stay there, there when they're totally right. It's right. not wrong. One fancy uh, cafe opens up, then someone says, "Like, oh, I could uh, move into that neighborhood," and yes. someone rents them an apartment for forty percent more than what anyone else is paying totally. around there. Then everyone's like, "Well, why the fuck do I have my tenants paying a thousand dollars if I can get eighteen hundred dollars from them?" So get this right. family out of there. Yeah. Oh god. So I think we should be focusing on neighborhoods like West Hollywood and like the higher income areas. And the solution that I like most is something called inclusionary zoning. And and basically what that says is you get a little bonus. If you're a developer and you want to build an apartment building, the city will let you build a little higher than you're normally allowed to do. You can do more units if you carve out some percentage of those units to be affordable. Uh, so like like if you you can add an extra couple floors if whatever 15 percent of your units are for low income very low income extremely low income there's different like scales classifications for it yes that Oh, because I I know there's some stuff like that in a lot of development where it's like if you want to build a big building, then you need to pay for equal amount of green space or, you know, like there's like all kinds of weird perks and shit like that. I know in New York, it's always like, yes, we built this like fucking eight eight billion dollar building, but we put a garden on the roof. So we got a million dollars. That shit is fucking ridiculous. So (laughs) we like hippies have really kind of damaged the ability to. Like for people to live in a city in ways that they, I'm sure they didn't understand at the time. But this obsession with green space, people have this idea that building up, building apartment buildings is because it like replaces lawns is like bad for the environment. Right. But when you think about the difference of putting 200 people on one lot versus putting 200 people on 200 lots, what is going to have the worst effect right, on like yeah. green space? Yeah. Like you look at New York, like Manhattan, Manhattan has a ton of like usable green space for everyone. There's parks 
everywhere. Right, because if you squeeze 200 people into one lot, that leaves 199 lots For open. That could be anything. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, but like the Sierra Club in California and like other groups like this, the national group is better. But in California, we have the, still this hippie ideology of like apartments are bad. Because uh, a lot of those people were homeowners and like right. grew up and are now like protecting their territory. Yeah. So it's that's like- the, that's the real bummer about a lot of this is that a lot of people are just arguing because they don't want their neighborhood to change or yeah. they don't want their rent to they don't want poor people living closer to them. Yes. Or whatever. There are other sneaky ways to do it too. Uh, with, with like with people who want to stop building. So there's this thing going around. Uh, where people are like, we have enough unoccupied units in L.A. for every homeless person to live in, which is true. Oh, just like unrented, unsold places that are just empty, or like uh, second homes and like a lot. There's a lot of like Airbnbs, uh, and like shit. Spe- yes, Airbnbs and like speculative like uh, condos that people sometimes foreign money will like buy up right. and like not live. That's in. what I feel like a lot of the McMansions in this neighborhood are is like foreign money, and they're hoping to flip it or. Uh, Airbnb because I'll see yeah. like these houses go up over the course of like a year and then never see a car yeah. in the driveway yeah because it's any- safer for you to put your like whatever uh, rubles in uh, right. <laughs> that kind of housing <laughs> than, than keep it in your, uh, in your chaotic immersion. home yeah. country yeah uh, there is some of that uh, and that should be like axed very heavily you know that, that shouldn't that shouldn't be like a place where you can just invest H- housing is for people to live, live in. in yeah but at the same time if you take units in like this area and just fill them up with like the like if you prioritize homeless people to live in those areas all the people that have jobs here but have to live up in like down in lancaster or like or in riverside or whatever are like hey fuck me i guess like i would i work there i would (laughs) love to live in this area and then it's like all right do you want the house and we'll move this homeless person to your place in riverside and then it's like that's so taking existing property and deciding how to allocate it among people who don't have it is never going to work building it's going to be too up it's going to anger too many people it's just impossible right like to prioritize all the people that like who who deserves to live in this area more ends up being the question right you just have to build proportionate to the number of like jobs that are in an area like that's what's made la so popular people are always like oh the weather's so nice here people like you you know you have the beach you have the lax drug policy you're like this place is great (laughs) i moved here pretty much because of legal weed in the beach (laughs) but people most people are here because of jobs jobs. like this is the job right center things to do there's a there's several different industries and Tons of runoff, like totally subsidiary industries because of those. Yes, but you have places like Santa Monica where there's tons of jobs, but not even close to as much housing. Santa Monica hasn't grown since like 1970. Yeah, and so and that's, that's why it's like famously expensive now. Yes, even more expensive than yes. A and lot so of that's why you have uh, traffic on the 10. Uh, is crowded going out to Santa Monica in the morning and going away from it because no night. one lives there, but no a lot of people there, work. Everyone there. works there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my wife was just doing that commute for a while before she got a new job, and it mm-hmm. was absolutely brutal. Yeah, yeah, that's right. She was working out there for a while. <laughs> yeah, and it was that's and but they just put in a train line, right? The Expo line. The Expo line. Yeah. Let's talk because as a uh, longtime New Yorker, public transit is. Is also a big answer. Is yes. like a big, uh, 
a, a potential for us to really help people too. Yeah, totally. eliminating the need to also own a car or have a car, access Huge. to a car in addition to yeah housing. So this is something I don't I don't stress enough because people are like. Why don't we just find other places to put the jobs, move people like a little, like spread people out a little bit more so we don't have to deal with these problems of shared resources. Density is a really good thing. Density is something that we should be encouraging. Right. Den- uh, density is healthier for people. They can walk around. It gets them out of their cars. Uh, dense, uh, gets car use down, which is yes. bad for Manhattan, our Manhattan, uh, in terms of like per capita emissions, is the greenest place to live in the country. <laughs> which is fucking it's wild. Not, I know. It, it's like garbage on the streets yes, and shit. People, like- well, that's the, this is a hippie assumption because it's all cement. You right. think it's like bad for the environment. It's but we have no- so good. It's so much better than like living in Taos or whatever and like like having it, to drive everywhere you go. Right. Oh shit. So, I, that is something I would never have even been able to articulate. Sure. Uh, but, or but it makes total sense when you hear it. Yeah, so we have to push like density should be desirable, which it is now. People want walkable neighborhoods. It makes neighborhoods more expensive. Yeah, that's part of the reason people love Venice and Santa Monica is because you can like get to a bunch of stuff on a fucking longboard. Yes, totally. Right. But we should also be making it more affordable, putting units that are designed to be affordable right. in these dense areas. So that all the fucking people that are bussing your tables at all yes. your fancy restaurants don't have to ride a train or drive five yes. hours to get home. So yeah. San Francisco, did you read about what's happening in San Francisco restaurants? No. They can't waiters can't live in San Francisco. So now uh, even fancy places have like counter service. You got like fancy restaurants. You go Ugh. to the counter. You order your food because and then they, they like, just like a like a, a waiter a server can't live nearby. They can't staff them. The, the thing the thing that opened my eyes to this the most was walking to the train one day in Brooklyn at night. I lived like a half mile from the train. And I happen to just like sometimes you just sync up with someone who's walking at yeah. the same location, and you're like walking next to a guy for a couple of blocks, a, a Latino guy that I knew because he worked at House of Pizza and Calzone that was around the block for me, and I happen to know him because I go in there often. Sure, <laughs> deep fried calzones. <laughs> I've yes. changed, but yeah. I love those fucking things. And we were walking, we start talking. And I'm like, oh man, like uh, yeah, I gotta head up into the city, and we just start talking about, and he's going back to like. Northern Bronx, which is yeah. like Southern Westchester, yeah. via the subway to work in a lo- like tiny neighborhood in Carroll, like in Red Hook, Carroll Gardens, <laughs> to as as a as a pizza man. Yeah, so he's going like an hour and fifteen minutes of public- from the one end of uh, not New York's uh, one end of the city, boroughs included, to the other end of the city. Yeah, to work as a pizza, and I'm like, oh man, in my head, I'm like. What about this neighborhood that I can barely afford to live in as a working MTV actor? And I'm like yeah. thinking in my head, I'm like, this is fucking crazy. So then I start asking a lot of the guys who I know, like the servers and like, because I bartended at one of the bars there and I hang, a lot of my friends were the servers. So I started asking the Latino sous chef guys, all the, all the cooks and stuff like yeah. that. Where do you live? Where do you live? Just insane. Like neighborhoods that aren't even good commutes you know where it's like i know that's four trains yeah for you to get here to be a sous chef at a mexican restaurant you probably on that commute pass 100 mexican restaurants yes and that just stresses me out so much but it's like if you can only get that job and you can only afford this place what else are you gonna do yeah you ever talk to a lyft driver like or or uber driver out here and see where they yeah. come from and it's, it's rancho always, cucamonga orange county towns i've never heard of <laughs> as someone who's lifelong new yorker I'm, yeah they're always like yeah i'm, I'm from here i'm like 
Pennsylvania. Oh, Lancaster. I was like, Pennsylvania? They're like, no, that's yeah. here. And I'm no, like, where? Like Duarte or <laughs> yeah, like Pico from, Rivera. They're from like where the fucking uh, Renaissance Fair is. You know? yes. I'm like, the yes. only thing I know about that is that that's near Anaheim. Right. And yeah. so they get in the car at 4.30 a.m. or whatever. Drive when the, all the way out when here the and then just fucking light. commute all around all day, adding to traffic and stuff all day yeah. long for for ease of people who want to just get high to go to the arc light yep. and don't want to drive. Yep. Uh, I'm really pointing at myself here. <laughs> and then and then they fucking have to drive home an hour and yeah. they're making ex it's brutal. So transit is important uh i uh, sorry cuz imagine if you right. if you then want to densify Santa right. Monica but you can live on the expo line all the way out east. Yeah, that would be nice. And then you can just be like, I, I'm a bartender in Santa Monica, but I don't need a car. I can mm -hmm. live in this cheaper neighborhood right. and have an easy commute to And, and then from we could get rid of the parking requirements that we had if more people were using transit. Right. But the thing, transit is very expensive to build, obviously. Uh, we've got the purple line uh, that we're extending along Wilshire Boulevard. Yes, that's uh, the one. Wilshire and La Cienega is where that big construction has been for yes. a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's where it's going. Uh, we were allocated some federal money for that that now the Trump administration is withholding. <laughs> uh, so as Obama was going out, he signed the checks, not the checks, but said these will come. Uh, but now, like we're starting construction that we haven't paid for because uh, because uh. Trump is not paying for these things. Anyway, um, one uh, like a cheap alternative that's also really really hard to uh, pass through like neighborhood associations bike lanes. Bike lanes is definitely one, and uh, dedicated bus lanes would be so that a incredible. bus doesn't deal with traffic. Yeah, so a so, bus is also, actually faster than it incentivizes cars. riding a bus. Yes, sort of like the way a subway does in New York, where you're like, yeah, I get the subway sucks, but it's faster than way driving. faster than driving. Yeah, yep. it's way faster than the cab. Yes. Uh, oh shit! Yeah, a dedicated bus lane yeah, makes also luck. it's impossible to drive on a bus. It's like oh, yeah. give them their own lanes. Yes, but good luck taking away uh, like a car Street lane parking. from like Sunset or that's all I think about is because like Melrose, like I I I drive up and down Melrose every single day, and I'm like. This is wild. It's four yeah. lanes of cars and two lanes of park. Like, how are we allowed to park on Melrose? <laughs> yes. Like, that is insane. And when you go up to Melrose, you have to walk like a half mile to cross the street yes. uh, to get to a crosswalk. It's crazy. Because Melrose to, is built for cars. To go to my therapist, cars. which is 40 feet away, I yes. do have to walk like uh, 900 feet <laughs> Yes, <laughs> to be safe. Yeah, yeah. sure. Because what, are you going to sprint across Yeah, and then the people street? are jaywalking constantly on Melrose, going from one place that sells glitter tights to another place yeah. that sells glitter tights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, uh, it's not built. It's built for cars. It's built for cars. But one way we can sort of get around this is doing it uh, piece by piece. So on Wilshire, on parts of Wilshire, they, they do have bus only lanes during rush hour. And so then from there, you expanded, okay, now it's a bus only lane all day. Okay, now we've built a divider. So this is just like buses and bikes right. going down this lane. So you can do it in pieces. A really hard thing in LA about building uh, transit programs across the entire city is cities like West Hollywood and Beverly Hills. We are not part of LA. Not part of LA. But we're in the middle as you try yes. to go through. So you have a bus only lane along Wilshire that going through Westwood is a bus only lane, then disappears as you get into 
Beverly Hills. Because they won't allow that. Yes. And then comes back when you come out. So that slows everything down. That's why that part of Santa Monica and Beverly Hills is always so much slower than (laughs) than everything else. With the new scooters that are coming out, West Hollywood, I don't know if you know. Some of the most polar. Oh, my God. I just had a fight about about scooters with Weiger this morning on Twitter. Someone that I used to respect and think was smart. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) just, Just kidding. (laughs) <laughs> just uh, kidding yeah. i still don't respect it. uh wait, so because uh, yeah. are you anti or pro scooter? i'm pro because anything i think we should be p- uh, making space for anything that isn't a car i right. think like we, a big problem with transit now uh most like major bus lines or uh train or subway stations are like a mile mile and a half away from people so right. you have to drive to the station and, and now you're get already in train. your car and you're like what the yes. fuck now i might as well just drive all the way to where i gotta go yes if if, if you eliminate the need you can scoot to if your you can just hop on a scooter uh the, that like one and a half to three mile distance is perfect for scooters provided that you have safe road to take them that's on, the fucking which right now thing. we don't have uh, it, it made sense to me when I was hearing about people scooting around like the marina del rey and shit like that sure. i was like oh that's wild that's fun then when they started like turning off of fucking Fairfax onto Melrose. I was like, I, we got to figure this out. Yeah. This absolutely. is terrifying. Yeah. It's a, it, because it's incredibly dangerous for them on the street and then they go on the sidewalk and that's no good for pedestrians. Right. They shouldn't have scooters on the sidewalk. And so everyone is mad at the scooters when really we should be mad at the cars that right. are taking up way more space and making the situation so much more dangerous. Something you said on the, an episode of the LA podcast that really uh, like clicked was, we offer up these possible changes and people are always like, we're not fucking Amsterdam. Yes. But when we're like, let's legal weed, let's legalize weed. Everyone's like, totally. Yes. <laughs> Anything like, that people, yes. what Amsterdam did. It's just people choosing, just like people should just say, I don't like this. I don't want that. Right. I, like I like my current lifestyle. Right. I don't want of, anything to change about my current life. Yeah. Right. Unless it's something I want, which is more weed yeah. or like it's, trees. Limiting cars, the limiting the need, eliminating the need for cars. Yes, where cars are just more of a luxury. Yeah, or or at least not a necessity to survive here. Um, because like ride shares, you're like, oh, that's gonna fucking uh, that's gonna increase carpooling. It's not yeah. really carpooling. It's actually added a bunch of cars because maybe people who weren't driving the rideshare thing. Ugh, this is crazy. So the time a rideshare driver spends waiting for someone to pick up compared to actually driving someone is one to one. So they spend as much time without a passenger as they do with one. So compared to like, it's more basically a car is on the road more than they would be if 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 you just got in your car and drove somewhere. Right. Cause what, when you're in your apartment walking to out to be, you could be, that car doesn't have to be waiting for you necessarily. If you, I, I, I mean, not just waiting, but like driving around, waiting for hoping someone, uh, waiting for someone to pick up. Uh, they're just adding. That's just a car on the road at that yeah, point. It's just yeah. a car on the road. It's for, not eliminating someone out, right? Yes. I see what you're saying. And so people are like, "Oh, you don't have to look for parking and stuff." But these the, the car share drivers have to look for rides, right? Uh, which uh, which means so much more cars on the road. Uber and Lyft are not a solution to this. No, they're at not all. a solution. They are a luxury. Yes. And but they they, they it's are great for like drunk driving. I was going to say stuff. it's a solution to drunk driving for sure yep yeah and that's huge like if these people i mean of course 
some of these people are pulling 14 hour shifts. I right. mean, how many like car share drivers have you seen with a Trenta in the cup holder? I know it stresses like me out. I'm like, wait, I, I'm drunk, but are you, are you yeah. too tired to drive? Yeah. And because they're encouraged, you know, the more you like just to break even on some of these things, if you're leasing the car, you have to drive that much just oh. to, just to make money. It's, so it's I'm weird sure how many how things that seem like luxuries uh, are weirdly prisons to other people and it's like the most stressful thing in the world where you're like oh, yeah. oh I love going to blo- doing this and then you're like see how it affects like other people you're like damn yeah <laughs> I feel something too- that they have to spend all day doing just to have enough money to afford rent or yeah. whatever and like no growth potential at all and then you no you, time spending you like get to- out of your uber at work and you go to your stand-up desk and you're like sitting right. is the new smoking <laughs> and then the fucking uber driver is like holding in piss for nine hours at a clip yeah and it's like you know and then you get in the car and you're like shut up yeah <laughs> leave me alone it's like I'm don't fucking, talk to me i'm fucking lonely i have to piss so bad i have, i'm i'm dehydrated because i don't want to have to pee because i want to yeah. save money yeah I like I I was doing bits about how I miss like a New York uh, taxi driver who seems like they're mad at you for asking them to do oh, their yeah. job. They just <laughs> don't want to are just on like a Bluetooth all day yeah. and it's very just relaxing. Like, uh, having full blown Nigerian conversations yes. that I don't understand. I'm like, I love this. Yeah. And they're also they had like a decent income, not just from driving around. The medallions appreciate in value. Right. By so much. I mean, it was like a cabal. It, yeah. It's like it, not like the, a yeah, legitimate got, enterprise. A little, it's a little sketchy how that how they all run that yeah because th- that's the way also all these major cities are it's like oh someone's making a little money off this how can sure. we fucking bastardize it yes <laughs> but those people are ruined if you like if you were relying on the income of a cab medallion oh. uh the value of those tanked when uber because of car share oh yes <laughs> poor guys so, it, i know it's uh so there's a lot so it's not uber and lyft uh, the, like the biggest thing to get away from cars uh, is density, uh, right? Because then you like you can maybe live and work in Santa Monica and only leave via a train or a friend's car. Like yeah. you can go without a car. You can yes. be like, oh, I walk to work. Yeah, it's that a mile. would be ideal if you could just yeah walk a mile every day, stopping get coffee on the way. Like you don't need people- a car. You can afford a little bit more of an apartment. Yes. you know. Like, oh yeah, you free up three hundred dollars a month, not including insurance and gas or like whatever. I don't even know how much cars cost. Right. <laughs> and so I just my business manager just pays for my. <laughs> <laughs> So that's like the thing that I always try to talk about is we have like the the community of renters and like young people in this city all kind of vaguely like this stuff, but nobody is that passionate about it, especially compared to homeowners that are trying to stop these changes from right, they, getting made. They've already got everything they need. They've owned yes. their home. They're that thing is fucking skyrocketing yes. every month. I saw some graphic someone uh, tweeted where it was like, uh, why aren't millennials buying homes? Or, or, uh, LOL. And it was yeah. like the same, uh, the home was sold in 96 for like 130,000 and then 2006 for like uh, 280,000 and then yeah. 2016 for $1.4 yeah. million. Dollars. So many people think it's a little out of reach for me now. I'll just uh, save a little more. Maybe I'll get a better job. I'll be able to afford this house in a couple of years. That house got exactly that much more expensive. <laughs> right. It's, it's still out it's of reach. It's just staying slightly ahead of you the entire time. Yes. Uh, also, we live in California. It is Los Angeles. It is gorgeous. It yeah. doesn't rare. It rarely rains. Biking should make the most sense. Oh yeah, 
We like it should fucking it should be a pedicab city. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, <laughs> like it should like. It's crazy. It's crazy that there's not at least like. Yes, it sucks to ride your bike because you got to go all the way up to Hollywood, or you got to go all the way down to Beverly, where there is the bike lane to go all the way across. Yeah, at least. But that's that's the start, right? Oh it's sure. Like, because that's what happened in, in Brooklyn, and it really opened things up, was that they put a designated bike lane on uh, one uh, east to west street to start, yeah. and it's like, it's kind of a hassle, you have to, you know, weave for a little while, but then you get to that Is bike that lane. Is the one that goes through, like, Crown Heights? Yeah, it like goes from, like, it goes from, like, there's one that goes from, like, Williamsburg all the way down south, but I, I'm sure there's way more now, but there was one that went, like, all of uh, DeGraw or Sackett or something like that, where you can go clear across... From Park, uh, Carroll Gardens, Park Slope, and further east, yeah, and all in a green bike lane. And I'm not—I'm scared of being on a bike in the city. But I always rode my bike in Brooklyn because I oh, felt sure. like I can get to that street and then I feel safe for yeah. a while. And well, people here are like, "Why would we put a bike lane in? Nobody bikes." And it's like, "Fucking yeah, of course." It's Let's you'll die. Put a bike. I don't in. bike. Like I and you're like the most like you're like I know this is the answer and I can't even do it because yes. it's too risky. I would love to be able to, but it's way too dangerous. Yeah. Cars aren't looking for you at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, and there's no like place for you to be because there's no shoulder anywhere here because yeah. everything's a car parked. People, I've had to swerve my car from people opening their car doors, like you oh, know, like yes. from getting out of a parking spot. I'm like. Eh, Bikers are going to get doored fucking left and right yeah, here. It's yeah. crazy. Meanwhile, these scooters are coming out, and uh, the city's talking about capping the speed of scooters to go from 15 miles an hour cap to 12 miles an hour. Well, we have like cars that go like 45. In a 25. <laughs> yes. And I truly believe part of the reason people speed in LA is because of the traffic, and when you don't have traffic you're like make up one minute yeah. on oh beverly is clear from fairfax to la brea yeah i gotta make up the minute i just spent that you know and yeah. they like crank it well it's it's because of the traffic twofold we have these very wide boulevards because during rush hour they get like choked up right and so like you people think oh we just make them wider and wider to allow for more cars to go through when it's rush hour so we'll so we will reduce traffic but then when it's not rush hour that street becomes like a runway right like melrose especially like at 10 p.m if you see lights if you see greens on mel uh, oh on my mel God. i play a game where i see how far i can get from like uh gower west without hitting a red light yeah if you see greens the whole way you are just, just like yeah. gunning it <laughs> yeah it's fucking crazy yeah yeah and cars are so dangerous so dangerous the, the amount of people i know who live in los angeles who live in a half hour to 45 minutes away from some of the most gorgeous West Coast beaches that exist, who will not go in the water because of sharks, <laughs> but will drive yeah. all over the fucking the hills, the street, like, you know, get in lifts with people they don't know. And like, and yeah. I do all that stuff, too. Of course. I, but that is taking your no, life in your hands every time you get on the yeah. fucking road here. I, I get scared on planes, which right. is so much less dangerous right. than and getting it's like, in And it's that weird logic thing where it's like, I'm, sa I'm safe in my car, yeah. but you're going to get killed by somebody else's car. Yes. But it's just, they're, they're ubiquitous. It's just like the kind of thing, it's the craziest thing that we do. Uh, Dom has a good- Dom's, yeah. Has I was a good, just about to say Dirkus' stand-up bit yes, about like- he has a great stand-up bit. So you're getting this 10,000-pound uh, death machine, and we just- uh, <laughs> Right. And you, Future generations be like, well, surely there was some some other, like a robot controlling it or something. <laughs> you didn't drive it yourself. It's like, and no, you just we had did. The implicit trust. Yeah. 
and and the future generations being like, oh, and people like people didn't die from that. And he's like, no, people definitely died, died. all the time. <laughs> it's like yeah. tons of people. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't, and that especially didn't... kids. Right. Uh, it kills more uh, more kids than anything else. Oh, gee, uh, that's the other thing. Talking about cars, these aut- autonomous cars that everyone is up in arms about, like that I'll hear like close personal friends of mine that I think are smart, are like, yeah. I don't trust no fucking automatic car. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, of course n- n- not at first, but yeah. like, you, tr- I would trust an. Au- 10 automatic cars around me on the 101 rather than 10 fucking people ripping balls or doing their lashes or whatever, you know? But just even self-driving cars are still cars. They're still cars and it's still uh, a human and yeah, like a 10,000 pound metal cage that takes up a ton of space. It's just not sustainable for the design, for the way cities are designed. Unless we all, I'm, I'm picturing in my head like, Wally cars, you know, like you get in like a pod yeah. and read the newspaper, and it just drives you wherever sure, you that's go. That's more like human size, yeah, than or it maneuvers shuttles, perfectly. Like you know, yeah. eight people get on one uh, auto sure. car that goes from somewhere to somewhere. Yeah, I could see like little buses like that yeah. being uh, more common. But that's but also like that's just like we can't even get people buses. We can't even get people no. on buses, no. which we have in L.A. Which run- yeah, yeah, and we have these. The city's kind of a grid in like the main basin. Yeah, uh, and so like it's not hard to get to from place to place. Out, if like- yeah, you take one east west bus and maybe one north south bus, but it is built. It's very inconveniently the way it's set up. So if I had missed the bus I took here, I would have had to wait forty five minutes. Yeah, for the bus that goes along Melrose, the ten, <laughs> the big yeah, yeah, which is like a huge corridor but i was like running to this knowing like i'm oh i'm just fucked if i if i don't yeah and that's like the that's what everyone thinks when they think of like oh i gotta do public transit yeah but if new york city is like a great example of or like a lot of european cities are too where it's like you're like oh my god the public transit that's fucking crazy i what if i miss a train and then it's like once you miss a train you're like this is no different than a flat tire or not being able to find a parking spot. Like, yeah, all, it's all the same shit that we care about. I think people like traffic better because they, they're at least stuck by themselves, by which yourself. is like a weird right. whole but society. I think in, thing. Like in New York, just people have gotten used to it more. They read that right. you can look at your phone. Don't you love looking at your phone? Isn't that the thing that makes cars <laughs> so dangerous is that we also have yes. phones and computers. Yeah, you can look you can at, look your, at phone your phone and, and phone not die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but it is on, you know, like MTA in New York has gotten so fucked up because uh, the state has just like abandoned it. So like it is on the city and the state to like keep these yeah, transit systems healthy, MTA make them faster than cars. Quick downfall. Right yes. Now, yeah. And that's where it comes down to uh, homeowners and people that drive are so much louder, have a much louder voice yeah. protecting their interests. And the people who are just kind of vaguely like, yeah, it would, would be nice to be able to walk places and and take a bus. Be nice to have my rent be a little bit lower. Um, but yeah, we got to get like fucking weird art collectives to just like spray paint a lane of Melrose green. Right. From like fucking Western. Yeah. To La Cienega. Yeah. Or something so I was like thinking that. about this when I was arguing mm-hmm. with Weiger today. He was saying it's a legitimate point. Like the scooters come from Silicon Valley. They have this like move fast, break things aesthetic where they just spread them out all over the city. It was like illegal but they right. made the city like account for them and he was like so I don't, you deal with this problem we're yes. making money off and of he it was now. like i don't like indulging that way of doing things right but i was thinking like if the equivalent thing
thing where someone like paint bombing crosswalks and bike lanes all over the city (laughs) and then like it's not legal and you make the city just like deal with it that's cool and it kind of accomplishes the same thing which is taking taking space away from from cars right and at least the fuck the bombing of the bird and lime scooters at least shows everyone it's like See how convenient it was to be able to have access yes, to that scooter. Totally. I can't believe how many scooters I've seen in They're front everywhere. of like apartments and houses all around my neighborhood. People are using them. I'm like, that exa- that's yeah. exactly what I'm getting at. It's like, for, say what you want about them, s- people like them. Yeah, but people <laughs> I'm are, a little scared to get on one because yeah. I'm like, I, I can't blow my ACL trying yes. to land a scooter, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck, and I'm never going someplace that's like one to three yeah, miles away you live in this great dense yeah. neighborhood so you're either driving i'm either to, walking somewhere like, or driving to the east side to, town. yeah right or driving to a lot to uh say <laughs> like right, to say four two. words <laughs> to julie ashton and have her go sorry not this yeah. one again <laughs> oh she just tells you in the, yeah. in the audition now she'll just be like yeah. i don't even turn the guy we're good <laughs> like, right i hear like the del- the garbage the sound effect of the recycling <laughs> bin <laughs> just a little crumpling paper and she deletes the file <laughs> you're like oh okay well see you around <laughs> but yeah instead we have like artists like communities like committing vandalism in the other way which is uh, changing the word bird on the scooter to say turd, uh, snipping the wires. There's one right outside your place that someone uh, clipped the wires of, smearing shit all, all over the scooter. Yeah. Like people, I don't but know. I just don't get the anger targeted at these little electric powered, goofy things. Like the future. But I think for a lot of, of the people. the death machine <laughs> that's like screaming by you all day long. Right. Oh, especially like my street became like a ways cut through at some yeah. point and now i'm like people everyone i live in like two 10 unit apartments with that share a big driveway yeah as, as you know 20 units 14 dogs between the two buildings yeah. and cars go 40 mile, 45 yeah. miles an hour and driving around this neighborhood is insane because you can't even have two cars pass each other really yes. you can't have two cars go in different directions because people street park and it's really there's a room room for like one and three quarters cars, right. and every fucking <laughs> I'm gonna be so stereotypical here, but every fucking white woman with uh, a lot of jewelry is driving a fucking tank that's two and a half sizes bigger than any other car on the yeah. street. It's just like Range Rover. I'm not G-Wet, saying yeah to the to, to the, the gender <laughs> stereotyping. I'm saying, to, the, a, to the size of the car. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot of wealthy white women. Sc- trucking around this neighborhood and sort of like in bigger and bigger cars yeah and but well when people in, who live in these neighborhoods are all mad at ways uh for encouraging this this what they call cut through traffic that name has always been a little that term is kind of weird to me in a big city like this yeah, i mean it's like, like uh, anywhere you live i'm not allowed to live in between melrose and beverly and be like i right. hate that cars turn down my block it's right. like i There's have four cars lane roads on both sides yes yeah, yeah. but the what people want to do to uh to fix cut through traffic is to make those major boulevards even wider to have those be like car priority even more when really we should just be taking space away from cars everywhere right. all over the city well th- yeah think about if we like eliminate a bunch of cars what the side streets become if there's not street parking all the time. You know what I mean? There's not cars street parked everywhere. And I will say, because I live in like a, there's a lot of businesses nearby and we have two cars. My wife has one, I have one. She has a parking spot. I don't. 
if it's the middle of the day, if I go to the gym at 10 and try to come back at 11, I'm fucked. I can't park oh, anywhere yeah. near my house, which, yes. is, which is crazy. But at the same time, it's the price I pay for having a car. Right. This yeah. parking space is becoming more and more available. This is something that Uber and Lyft have done. Uh, like the valet business is dead. Right. Basically, uh, their like entire lots are being converted to other purposes because fewer people, more people take car share, then you don't have to park. Because the moment you know you're going somewhere where you have to pay for parking, you yeah. just do the math where you're like, it's 10 bucks to park at uh, LA Live yeah. or whatever. And I'll then it's like, it's. T- 20 to go round trip have someone drive me <laughs> right right and so if then that much, yeah if we took all this uh, newly available parking turned it into units especially affordable units like places where people could live then you don't need car share either really because right. now the place you're getting to now you live there yeah uh, and you can just walk around <laughs> so that would be nice i think it's always important to say all these amenities bike lanes walkability uh parks all this nice shit when you build stuff like this, it does make neighborhoods less affordable, which is why you have to come at it from the other side, too, and put protections in place and like make sure you've got enough affordable Right, when you build units. that utopia neighborhood where you're like, oh, now everyone wants to live there, and now it's uh, market. It's just out of control. Right, The right. rent goes crazy. Uh, and so then people start getting squeezed out. You're so. making me want to become like one of those... And I'm not I'm not the guy to do this because I'm too afraid and I'm uh, I'm not the poster board for this. But you make me want to become one poster of the- board. Yeah, poster boy <laughs> and board. To be fair, <laughs> the, I'm not the poster boy. Hey, I'm not hey, I'm not a poster hey, boy. I'm not some kind of court boy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not some oak tag. <laughs> um, but I, you make me want to be like one of those bike warriors that's like, yeah, no, yeah. just let's get 10 guys together and ride all down Santa Monica yeah, to God the beach. God bless those people. Everyone hates them. But yeah. the, when I when I said that there's like not the people on the other side against like homeowners and drivers that like really freak out and get mad and like complain to their uh, city council person about their stuff, that's we, the exception of uh, is the bike people. Yeah. Those people are nuts. And it's because of them, because of the crazy, uh, like, <laughs> like fighting feverish that, bike supporters yes, yeah. that they're doing all the time that is making stuff safer for, for everybody else. I feel like bikes should be some of like the most easy to sell thing, right? Like, wouldn't you think? I wouldn't mean, you the, think, like, and you're talking about Beverly Hills being its own thing. What if they had just a, their own bike lane around Beverly, you know what I mean? Or through yeah. Beverly Hills at one point, they could just put it up. West Hollywood could put up. Can, Santa Monica should have a bike lane. Imagine, like, ride by all those nice gay oh bars on your bike every day. It'd be fucking yes. awesome. They, yeah. they did finally put one in on Santa Monica through Beverly Hills. Yes. They just finished a green lane right. there, which uh, is great. And, like, that's a great start. And once we have those lanes and people start going, like, well, I'm going to actually just start riding yeah. my bike. Because uh, I, fr- I have a friend who rode his bike everywhere until the only apartment he can get was like renting a room in the fucking the hills and now he's like oh god i don't mind riding my bike home, down, out of home but going home i have to ride like vertical for like a mile i can't yeah. do it yeah. no it's 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 crazy but it's it's a fight for scarce resources with cars that's right. all it is you yeah. try to put a bike lane in people see their commute their car commute getting longer uh and then we like the, like those two interests go to war Right, uh, and then who's going to win the louder uh, and cars? Yes. But like, there's so many signs, so many different issues about cars that we all know. Yeah, and we are California too. Yeah, <laughs> we're like the hi- hippies. We're 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 the lefties. We know that c- 
pollution is bad. We love our hybrids. Well, yeah. wouldn't we love bikes even more than Priuses? Yeah. Do, imagine how much money you save on gas if you ride a fucking bike, hippies. Yeah. <laughs> well, it would be. And then, like. Says the guy who's like, I'm not riding a fucking bike. <laughs> no, I wouldn't <laughs> yeah, either. Yeah. But wouldn't you, it would be so nice to, to yeah. be able to. So what what are small steps? Let's leave it here with like what are some small steps that uh, we or listeners uh, either in their respective towns or if they're in L.A. or in uh, nearby cities, what can what can they do to get involved or to help out? I don't even know. This is so lame. It's such a lame thing to recommend. Uh, I mean, I think just the basic thing like taking the bus uh is like a wall that you kind of have to break through in terms of like how do i even operate this thing like i get my bus pass and like all this shit it takes a little work to just like be able to manage your like local bus system yeah but once you kind of break through it like for certain trips you'll find it like really easy to use right you can like you can maybe use it for 10 percent of your normal rides or five yeah, percent of your normal rides like like, no, the bar that i like that's all the way down at the end like it's a straight shot maybe i have to walk two blocks on either side let me start taking difference. the bus and yeah. i guarantee no matter where you live there's an app that you can download where you just open it up and you say where you want to go and it'll tell you when to leave your house like how, how exactly how long it'll take yeah. it'll navigate the whole trip in new york for, for a while it was hop stop that's what i yes. lived off of because it was like you can include buses or exclude buses you can include yep. subways and it's like take the f to the a right be in the front of the train then you're closer when you get out and it's yeah. like just so it tells you the shortest route it's not like you have to like stand on the corner and just wait you don't even know if a bus is going right. to show up right. like it, it helps you through the whole thing that's so, a great that's it's almost like, you know, the meatless Mondays of like, you two know, trips it's like, a, if everyone uh, replaced two car trips a week with uh, biker bus trips, that would bring us to uh, the Paris Treaty, uh, like uh, emissions levels that we were supposed to get to. That's it. Two a week. That's everyone it. Would have to do it, and which like people aren't going to. But uh, <laughs> so that like the bus thing is great. The other thing. Neighborhood council meetings suck so bad, uh, but... The neighborhood council meetings suffer from the same thing acting classes suffer from. Oh, my God. It's like, which, yes. it's, they're important, but a few people will ruin them. Absolutely. Either being boring or just, like, so, like, <laughs> venal and gross that you're just... So well, self I, I don't want to be here. Like, what, are we, what is this issue you're even bringing yes. up? Yes. Yeah. But a weird... Like, in wherever you live, a weird amount of decision-making happens there, especially preventing growth. Like, that's where it kind of goes down, where the neighborhood gets together and says, we don't want this apartment complex on our block. They wield the opposition's apathy as a weapon in a yes. way. Where, or, like, the ignorance of, like... People, like if if someone if you're if someone who has your belief system isn't at that city camp, they're like yep perfect more yes. cars stamp yeah. moving on yeah. but if you live if you're a renter in an expensive neighborhood which most of the people listening to this probably are it's <laughs> yeah. in your interest to go to these meetings and say I, I do I want more apartments in this area because then my rent is not going to go up as fast right uh, if, if you want to look at it from the most like selfish point of view like right you're like add units in my neighborhood so that my rent doesn't yeah. go Especially if you live in an expensive neighborhood. If you live in a low income area, then you got to evaluate these things a little differently. And you say like, okay, is this building going to, what kind of effect is this building going to have on the area? 
But if you live in something like Santa Monica here, like yeah. most of Silver Lake, places like that, then it's like, yeah, let's uh, let's build this place up a little bit. Let's let more people live here. Yeah, it stresses me out a little bit that like so many people who make good money are renting, and then so many people that who just happen to have money twenty five years ago and now are benefiting I, I, I mean, from now it. have no income and are relying on ten percent growth uh, in their home equity, right? Uh, to just like live off them. to live off <laughs> oh. them. right uh hayes thank you so much for coming thank on and talking you. To if me, you dude. want the, for more housing stuff we just did an episode about pro- i don't know when this is coming out uh, uh a week or two okay yeah. we just did an episode about prop 13 in california i, uh, I haven't listened to that one i just downloaded yeah, it but it has that, prop, 13 prop 13 in the, in the title uh it, it it's what limits homeowners uh, property tax Property tax can only in California can only go up by two percent a year, no matter how much the price of your home is growing. Oh. So around here, people live in three million dollar mansions and pay like uh, two thousand bucks a year in property tax or whatever. Like oh, something that's like, an issue. R- yeah, it's really really deflated. It allow like it's just one of the many handouts to homeowners that we have in this. Right, uh, and, this and we are again repeating. We are Los Angeles. We are California. We should. If you own a $3 million home, you should like have to look yourself in the mirror and go like, let me throw a few more bucks right. to the government. Like, yes. Let me save this city, this state. I'm cho- It's an investment in your fucking, where you're living. Like, and you're, if you have kids, then they're more likely to actually be able to live here instead of yes. uh, <laughs> like having to, you can see your grandkids. <laughs> Uh, so the name of your podcast is LA, the LA podcast. podcast or yeah. LA podcast. Yeah, either one. A uh, lot of great puns <laughs> in all the titles of the episodes. Yeah, I, we Scoot should prepare ahead of time. We're <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, good uh, yeah, good title puns. <laughs> um, and then also, of course, Hollywood Handbook. Hollywood but I think Handbook. if anyone li- listening to my podcast knows, yeah, there's a lot that of overlap there. <laughs> a lot of overlap. Yeah. A lot of freak coders and custodians who just listen yeah. to shit all day long. <laughs> You're not a freak because you're a coder or a custodian. It, you no, just happen you to be are a freak. A you <laughs> have freak that job you and you are a freak. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, anything else you'd like to plug, Hayes? No, I don't think... Uh, oh, and are we voting for anyone on LA in LA who doesn't want to look anything up? Yes or no on Prop 13? Uh, that comes up. Prop 13 yeah. passed in 1978. It comes up for reform in 2020. So that's a ways out. Oh, okay. Prop 10 is Costa Hawkins. That oh, rent control one. Sorry, sorry. We want yes on 10, which will repeal Costa Hawkins, which came up in 1995. Well, and that's- so it's complicated. But Prop 5 on the ballot in this state election is an expansion of prop 13 which is terrible we do want to vote no no on, on prop five. five yes, on, yes 10. on 10 and then 13 we'll figure out what that is when that lands that's in that comes up for reform in 2020 oh, that's okay. a little ways <laughs> out and even then it's kind of a specific reform where it only applies to businesses we don't have time well, <laughs> <laughs> i would back. love to do like eight follow-up episodes and be like alienate my entire to. audience yeah. it's like wait are they gonna eat taco bell <laughs> You didn't talk about any here. You, you, you didn't talk about lifeguarding. Long I know. Island didn't come up once. I know it's episode. great. And I, you know what? Long Island should come up right now. They have an insanely high tax rate. That's like what everyone yeah. on Long Island complains. About. It's the it's the thing you get to talk about if you own a home on Long Island. Sure, that it's you like, feel I like you're going to have to move. Yeah, I then. get killed on fucking taxes though. Yeah. Oh, I, like to my, I'm using my brother as an example here. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you're younger than me. I make 
maybe twice as much money <laughs> yeah. as you do, and I don't have a home, and you do, right. and you have a four bedroom home in a yard. And he goes, but I'm getting fucking killed on taxes. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's right. right. Uh, okay, me too. you would love to get killed on taxes. <laughs> yeah, you're just paying it in other ways. I mean, it's just coming out of my paychecks. Yeah, the three a year I get. <laughs> yeah, that's this is what this will radicalize people is getting you in a home getting right. you to be able to afford a That's home fine. And, and of course it'll be like we gotta help gamers get yes. a 1.5 million dollar home <laughs> with a pool and a, a, a casita for him to record his podcast out of <laughs> yeah, like that's little, what I, I little mad cave well we sort of have gone full circle where tiff and i are like well now we might as well i we don't want to get a next home we, yes. we, we want to get our f- final no starter home, home. Yeah. You, and now you're in a place where you need your end home. <laughs> I need an end home. And yeah. I, I mean, I'm almost 40 and I don't yeah. have any savings. And I'm like, yeah. next up, buying a fully, like a super expensive <laughs> a home in a neighborhood house. I want to live in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my first home that I'm going to own is going to be co- is going to cost more than every single person in my family's yeah, homes combined. That's right. <laughs> but don't worry, once you get like a little older, you'll be like, oh, okay, now I can downscale again. Maybe I can afford <laughs> Now I'm going to live off the fucking expo line all the way out east. Yeah. yeah I'm going to live in uh, Barton. <laughs> Wait, is yeah. that even a town? No, I don't think so. <laughs> What's the uh, town with a B on the way to Vegas that's like on the 15th? Barstow. Barstow. Yes. You say. can commute I'm going to live in Barstow, Barstow. to the, the bullet train. Maybe the, the high speed rail will be, will be done by then. Shoot from Barstow to Santa Monica for a commercial audition and then shoot back. Yeah. You uh, like, want to see you one more time. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why can't you fly? <laughs> you like bring water home for your family. Yeah. <laughs> Grab some water while you're there. Got it. Do an audition with carrying like two pails. <laughs> Scoop it up, yeah. crack open the fire hydrant with the illegal wrench that every Barstow <laughs> resident gets upon buying a place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I was just in Maui for a vacation with my wife. Another reason why I'll never own a home. But yeah. I was like, should we just move here? <laughs> like, should we just fucking? Did you check the home values there? It's way worse there than it is. Than I'm, here. I'm assuming it is. It's yeah. crazy. But then also, you live in Hawaii. <laughs> no, oh yeah, no, that's nice. It's at least nice. Yeah, because but... we're gonna end up being like the place we're gonna. As I can, you can tell buying homes in LA has gotten harder based on when I first moved here. Everyone's like, all my friends that were ready to buy houses at that point due to careers or lives yeah. were like, yeah, I'm buying in uh, Silver Lake, Los Feliz, Echo Park, Burbank, here, here. Oh, cool, cool. The Two years later, it's like, yeah, uh, Gl- uh, Glendale, Valley Pasadena, Village. Valley Village, blah, blah. Yes. And now this year, friends of mine are like, Altadena, yep. Pacific Crest, and more and more towns I've never even heard of. Drive until you qualify. Right? <laughs> is that what is that the? Yep. Uh, that's a great expression. Yeah. yeah, and you know people, you hear people say things like, "Well, actually, uh, you know, it's only an hour and fifteen minutes in the morning, and then an hour and five on the way home, right, in the car." But I have a yard for my son to play in. And you're like, sure. Or oh like, my- I'm thinking of just like podcasting more, doing the Patreon thing, and <laughs> so then I don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, if I if I, I, I live on such- this weird <laughs> island, like, well, that's <laughs> like, I'm like five minutes away from not needing society. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's great. I go full Owen Benjamin and fucking. <laughs> By the way, I brought him up on a 
podcast and a bunch of his fans started attacking me on Twitter. Oh, they, I they have some kind Los, of Las Culturistas, which oh is like a, a gay podcast, more or less. And I'm like, how did you fucking listen to that? You sought that out. <laughs> yeah, they have some kind of weird radar for whenever he gets yeah, well, mentioned. Come at me, baby bears, <laughs> or whatever the fuck you call yourself. <laughs> Although I, the sad part is when I find out how many overlap I have in listeners. It's like, it's like oh, yeah. 10,000 That they were listening because they were also fans of you. Yeah. They think of you as like the same kind yeah. of guy. That's my big fear is that like every once in a while someone will say something. I'm like, oh, I should really change my sense of humor. Oh, yeah. They're like, <laughs> I, gotta, I agree with Gabrus. I got to be a guest this is what on the I'm LA podcast like five times <laughs> and just be obnoxious. Anytime I say anything remotely woke on here, someone accuses me of virtue signaling. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm not positive what that means it just means that you are trying being, to say i'm a good guy Yeah, just like being nice like <laughs> like being, being vocally nice people interpret that like there's no way you could just want to feel do that way like help other people <laughs> want other people not to suffer it must be that you're just trying to like get laid <laughs> Or white knight. He yes, helped that woman who got, that he helped that woman in that car crash. Yeah. <laughs> fucking white knight. White knight giving fucking chest compressions and rescue breaths. Yeah, that's the worst <laughs> thing you can be. Someone get me a tourniquet. This woman's bleeding out. Hey, white knight, right. you fucking loser. <laughs> but it does like it does a good job of like keeping like people embarrassed about the nice stuff that they you know, do. We'll end it after this. I know you have five buses to catch. <laughs> But something recently happened where I, I, I was like, uh, I just tweeted a joke that was like, uh, hey, guys, I voted today, too. I just forgot to grab a picture, like, as a joke. Yeah. And then Heather and Campbell responded with something that to the effect of, like, uh, yeah, but it works. It makes yeah. people yeah, think like, to hey, vote. shut up. Just and, like, let people. And exactly. And I was like, oh, my God, she's right. I'm yes. the, in my head, I'm the old cranky man of, like, all right. you told you. And it's like, no. Tell everyone you voted. Make voting a cool guilt communal is, thing. Guilt is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where we need to start. I don't have to look at my Instagram. Right. I don't have to go like sure. scroll through all my friends voting. I know what it is. I yeah, I avoid Twitter when if I miss a TV show or a football game. Right. I can avoid Instagram on election yeah, day if sure, I want. Sure, if you want to. <laughs> if that's my big issue. Yeah. Or I should fucking vote and post a picture and tell my followers to vote. Because if I get through to one person, that's a good... Yeah, that's yeah. what you just add to the pressure on the person that like wasn't going right. to do it. <laughs> it's like... Why not? <laughs> exactly. Like, it's so precious. Like, every post on Instagram that's is exact, so precious. I, and I can't believe how... I'm like, this thing used to just be dogs and babies. And now I'm like, but what is it now? I'm like, yeah. I don't need to use it. No. So I'm not allowed to complain about yes, it. Yes, <laughs> sure. So people say about Twitter, too. It's like everyone's all like serious now. And it's and like it's, it's a like, hellhole. I'm like, shut it off. Yeah, it's just if people are doing something you don't like, just like unfollow. I started just do whatever you want. Oh, just a quick thing for friends out there that might not know this. You know, you could turn off retweets. What? <laughs> yeah. And that's, uh, you can turn off seeing other people's retweets, specific really? people. Highly recommend for individual people when, people. when their wow. special drops, when sure. their indie people movie who have comes a new out. show on the air yep, that are retweeting are, compliments. Yep. Uh, anyone who's a heavy compliment retweeter. Well, you like their original stuff. Yeah, you want to know what it. they're up to. But I don't but... need to know how your fans feel about you all the wow. time. So anyone who overdoes it, you can go into the little gear thing and turn off their retweets. That's huge. It's actually very huge because I stopped reading the same shit over and over again, yeah. too. Yeah. My feed, I love my feed now. Everyone complains about Twitter. It's because you haven't 
curated your experience and I unfollowed like let it get out of 12 control. negative people like and it oh. like really uh, 12 over posters you yes. know like you, you just you, think about there's a handful of people that are ruining the experience for you which is fine mute on whatever you need to do yeah, you need to mute so and also you can mute on Instagram Oh, okay. I see. I don't use it. Oh, okay, but that's a new thing too. Because like, yeah, you that's can, big. Because you used to have to unfollow someone on Instagram, and they would be able to tell. But now yes. you can mute them. Now maybe they'll keep track if you never have like never like one of their pictures again. Right. But at the same time, yeah. Whatever you need to do for Beauty's your mental great. health. Brandon yeah. Wardell has the great thing about uh, blocking someone as a gift to them. Right. Because it's <laughs> letting them c- know that you got mad. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and it's you see it. Anytime there's a Twitter bio of someone I know I'm going to dislike, they mention who's blocked them in their Twitter bio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Blocked by James Gunn. (laughs) Sick. This guy who's at, like, rock bottom. (laughs) Got him. Dug in deep. Now he blocked me. (laughs) Um, Hayes Davenport, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me Thank you for making me a more informed arguably possibly a better person no. after this conversation that, uh, well I mean I'm going to make choices that I think would make me a better person I'm going to be killed on a bike tonight of <laughs> 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 a heart attack from just pedaling <laughs> was he hit by a car no he hit a hill yeah. <laughs> he was going up a hill it was hot you do like it, the, the cause goes so far in the other direction because of people use you an example as, right, as right, the danger like, we lost a good one <laughs> More car lanes. This fat so fuck tried to use a bike. To do. Yeah. Um, also, go, I've been going to the gym more lately. You go into the gym, the amount of people sitting on exercise bikes yes. in an air-conditioned room in the most beautiful exercise weather bikes, in America. Exercise bikes, treadmills. Yeah, it must be a cliche, cliche thing to say at this it point, is, but, but it's like 72 about- degrees outside. <laughs> Just give people places to do. I don't even blame them. They don't have a place to do it except this little air conditioned room. Because they don't have room in their apartment to even put up a stationary bike. They don't have the extra money to buy a stationary bike. So they have to go to a gym that they can barely afford. But the distance they bike, they could go up and down like the one and go out to the Pacific Coast Highway and go up and down there. Those beautiful (laughs) road in the the world. The legendary fucking road that everyone writes uh, songs about. You could just ride it on your bike. Yes. If you had the ability. Yeah, they have just MSNBC. Drive to a gym. Choose a gym because it has good parking. <laughs> I pay parking at 24 Hour Fitness, the one in the ArcLight. I got to pay $3 with validation. It sucks. So I'm like, oh, membership's only 40 bucks a month. Great. Now I'm like, the more I go, the more it costs me. It's dystopia. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> All right. Just wanted to say I went to the gym. All right. <laughs> Bye, shitheads. Bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.